Hello, listeners, and welcome to season two of the Family Gathering Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we are so happy. I can't believe. I just can't believe it, guys. We made it to season two. We're back with the movies. We took a little bit of a break, but I mean, we had to kind of talk about family the stuff. Family. You know, I mean, it's hence, hence, hence the name. So maybe we'll start doing like ten movies and then three family stuffs per season. But I'm not just gonna put it in stone because then we have to like stick by it. Yeah. Just a yeah, thought, I mean, Mr. Fox. Okay. It's, so a, it's a valiant thought. It is. It is. Um, but we're just kind of like go by the flow type of kids. We're all from LA, pretty chill. We'll just do whatever we feel like each week, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so That's... today we're talking about kicking and screaming. It's one of our favorite movies. I think all of us have seen sure. it at least like five times, probably like ten. It's... Yeah. Yeah, I've I've only seen it second two times it's not one of my favorite but i do i love it a lot i mean it's hilarious and i'm ex- really excited uh we talked about the word excited before but i'm <laughs> excited uh to do this i remember um first one time watching it bro he was bowen was laughing so much and he was just like it's honestly so good i'll put it this way it's my favorite movie for what it is like it's not some insane critically acclaimed movie yeah, I mean, it got destroyed in the critics but um Forty percent. Yikes! Oh. That's tough, but it is so funny. Like just a kids' movie filmed in LA about just crazy soccer mm-hmm. parents, and I think one of the main themes of the movie is how it just completely mocks over um, just zealous and crazy parents who just kind of become insane about just a youth sports league, which, in the grand scheme of things, is not that big of a deal. What do you guys think? Um, what, what about what the theme of the movie? Oh, I mean, uh, I think it's it's uh like a really kind of I mean it, it's funny, but also has powerful elements to it because um of the togetherness of being a team and also not just like uh it it shows that um it's not just all about winning uh in. It, in sports and in real life you know it's about kind of exploring doing different things and having fun and you know it's you can't always be so critical about everything in life so i i I saw something and it's kind of unrelated but it was talking about parents who Mm -hmm. complain that it's too hard for the kids are like the same ones that want participation trophies it was i definitely phrased that wrong from what it actually was but it was still great it's also i think a movie about how being a bad parent can really impact your child i mean we all love buck weston he's hilarious but you can tell he's a horrible dad and we'll get into that well to phil he's a great dad he's uh... great to bucky but um, he's really (laughs) bad to phil tough look yeah, it's it's very tough. He's just way too competitive about stuff. He's pretty much the king of the town. No one's there to check him except Mike Ditka. Um, so that's one of the other issues in the movie and how it damages Phil. And he kind of has, you know, his whole story arc of being a really bad dad and going crazy. And I think um, his dad, Buck, is definitely to blame for some of that. But going into the movie, you start with Phil Weston, played by Will Ferrell. He's just kind of this regular dad you know his key as a kid who's like eight <laughs> years old he plays soccer he's got a nice wife 
Um, he's just a good guy. So I, it's funny how this movie takes that type of person and just has them go off the rails. That's exactly true. Um, you know, it was like all that pent up anger yeah. inside of him. <laughs> we'll discuss that more in the podcast. But I think we should have a segment where we all do our best impersonation of one of the characters and their lines. At the I'll end. do a Always whole scene. I'm looking thing. through the whole script right now on um, scriptorama.com. And I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a scene. Okay. But so that's I, why I'm not talking. That'll be a good segment when um when we do yeah, talk I'm, about it. I'm always really bad at impressions, but I found I'm it. my best. Yeah, I think you're pretty you're good at noise impressions, maybe not noise impressions. Yeah. Alright, we'll do that at the end. Um but the movie <clears> starts <throat> with uh you see Phil's son, um Sam being coached by Phil's dad Bucky on the Gladiators, who by the way have like a forty-year dynasty reign. Yeah, Bill Belichick. I mean, it's crazy. You get the flashbacks of Buck coaching forty years ago, and it seems like he's won this thing every single year for the entire existence. Um, But Sam gets traded because he was not getting any bench time. That kind of starts the whole movie. That's the inciting incident. Any playing time. Buck is benching his Still own grandson. <laughs> Go grab some bench. That, yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. It's not. I, it didn't win anything, so I'll touch on it now. So he's like, Dad, can you put me in the game? He's like, yeah, yeah, in a minute. Go grab some bench. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny, bro. But it's sad. Like, how it's bad? One of Grady's favorite movies. I mean, oh. I'm going to try and bring him on this podcast. Just wanted to say that. But Whoa, what a bombshell. Grady's going to be on oh. this podcast? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, he's interested. And I just want to – we'll just have to figure out, like, the best movie for him. But he said oh. – I mean, even though he's, like – um. He he loves like like good quality critical movies. He also loves one of these, so I just wanted to can, throw that in there. Tell him so, he can pick the movie, or it can be a yeah, topic, like okay. video games or music or something. Yeah, we're okay. open to anything. Oh, I thought he was gonna come on this specific one. How he's talking about Will oh, Ferrell, no, bro? No, no. Oh, that would be wild. I mean, shout out Beezer's kind of has some connections to Will, so I mean, kind of slacking not getting. <laughs> oh, him and on. is his name Phil? Oh, Will Ferrell, it's just <laughs> unrelated. Like my bad book. <laughs> yeah, talk about that. Give the listeners yeah, some insight. Mean, yeah, I knew him a long time ago. Um, because I knew his son at my at my school, and I used to play, uh, for the basketball team. It's just like a little league at <laughs> basketball team. And um, with his son, and he was—he just happened to be a coach, so it's kind of—it's kind of worked out for him. Coaches. <laughs> What's know? he like in real life? Because in movies, he, he's a clown. Yeah, he's not a clown. <laughs> he's uh, i mean, I, it happened so long ago. I don't remember him that much, but he's so much like—he's like a really gentle guy, actually. Like he's he doesn't really have that like movie energy that you see him in the movies. Like he's mm. he's like more soft spoken, you know, like that. But he's also funny, but just in a different way. But something yeah. I have to say from watching him coach. He's so basically BHBL. It's a league where most of the time there are ten players and eight segments in a game, and each player has to play at least half of the eight segments, so four. And I remember Will's team with that you were on was one of the few teams that had eleven players. And I was just so impressed by how they got to play everyone the perfect amount of minutes each time without skewing anything. So that's what I remember from Will Farrell's coaching day. I do recall that. 
You it was a long like, time ago. It like, broke my brain. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> See? From this movie, and then he just had that experience. <laughs> I think it came out pretty much exactly... 2005 when he made kicking and screaming and then you know <laughs> not later that is so funny um going back to the movie though um again we see sam get traded to the league worst team the tigers yes. that's a tough look oh one definitely continuity <coughs> so it's like they're the worst team in the league one game in so apparently only they're the only team that hasn't won. They're 0-1, but that is literally impossible <laughs> to happen. Because, like, in the NBA, three games in, a lot of teams, it's like 3-0, and 2-1, 1-2, 0-3. It's always like that. This is just, um like, 3-0, and 2-1, and and then 0-1. Oh it's like, <laughs> how how is that possible? Good catch, Connor. Boom. That's why it's a 40% Ron Tomatoes right there. <laughs> Just that, That's, like, the only reason. Yeah. Um, before we get into, I mean, we saw the inciting incident of the movie with Sam getting traded. But the real movie starts when he gets traded to the Tigers. But before that starts, I want to get a special uh, performance from Beezers, who's going to sing one of the most famous songs in the movie. And a good save. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Um, bum, 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 just a man and his will to survive. Is <laughs> I the tiger? It's the thrill of fight, rising up to the challenge of the arrival. And the last note of survivor talks with prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger. Play the claps. That was incredible. I told him that like five minutes before, and apparently he knows the whole song, which is amazing. I actually don't search the lyrics, so he's got the flow. I just I I had to tell the truth. I just couldn't let I respect it. I respect I can read lyrics and not get the flow. So you still got the flow. I respect it. Yeah, so I had I that's the one thing I have is flow because I know how it goes i'm really bad at with lyrics and songs so i'll literally like double talk with a song and i'll be like blah 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 and like oh my god he sounds just like he knows the lyrics when the song's <laughs> playing <laughs> called the loophole folks yeah um let's talk about sam when he gets traded how does uh phil approach him about it how does he tell him well he basically lies to him and says yo so i got you a position to get more playing time you're i got you on a new team you're on the tigers now and did the, grandpa trade me yeah that's exactly <laughs> well, he said uh, no he didn't no he didn't yeah he caught on immediately and phil panicked and that's how he found out not a great way to break stuff to your son it was pretty weak um but uh, again sam gets on the team and we see their first game which is it's a massacre, folks. You want to detail that first game for the fans, Beezers? That's like, yeah, I mean, that's the perfect word to encapsulate <laughs> that. 
this yeah well um yeah i mean that that game it was just the kids that had no idea i mean this this one guy was eating a worm this one other guy <laughs> was like was like pretending he was a rapper or some shit like that and then just they were just flopping all over the place and i mean flopping can be uh, strategic but it was just not working out for them and just man they had no they had no points and uh yeah they just got destroyed it's just there's just no chance final score was 13 to 0 and i gotta be honest that's actually not that bad considered that's, like, I, that's I, I, I expected up. like well in two. soccer you only get like one point or two points three points that's insane in soccer i know but... it, it's it's brutal but at the same time seeing how bad that first tiger team was i was expecting like, i think they didn't want to make it too unrealistic yeah, I mean, thirteen is still it's tough. Let's not downplay that. Um, Phil, let's let's give Phil some credit though, because we're gonna crap on him most of the movie. He was the only parent to step up. The, All the highest other... scoring game was um, thirty-one to zero in the two thousand two FIFA World Cup qualification. Damn, thirty-one. That is a massive. Bro, how do you go back to your country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially in. You know, in the world, wait, what did you say again? World Cup, or yeah, or like, yeah, that league. I mean, I know nothing about soccer. I can't even name five players, so barely can I. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So tough game. Uh, I want to give credit to Will Ferrell's Phil, though. He's the only parent to step up to coach the team. All the other yeah. parents wuss out. Like, oh, I just just got fired. I'm just here to play. I'm just here to watch. No, he's the only one who stepped up. But, I mean, he is objectively an awful coach. So, who does he look to for help? He looks to his neighbor, um, 1985 Super Bowl coach champion, Mike Didka. Any yeah. analysis on that? Or? I mean, he's a legendary coach. I, I, a football coach. A football coach, and this is soccer, so that's really so funny. funny. And what I do know about him is that he had, like, the best defense with the Bears in yeah. the mid-'80s. And I've heard about that. And then when I found out who he was later watching the movie, I was like, oh, cool. And then so their first practice, right? Before we go to the first practice, Bowen and Roy, why don't you talk about what is uh, Coach Ditka's reasoning for coaching in the first place? Oh, it's really just out of spite because <laughs> yeah. he wants to beat Phil's dad because they're neighbors and they're always blowing leaves in the other yard. They have big beef. Yeah, and getting each other. And he says, oh, a shot to get back at him. Count me in. And then so their first practice, it's this great <laughs> montage and they're doing all this stuff. And they go, how is any of this going to help with soccer? He goes, it won't. But I, I need a clean car to get to practice. He's making them basically clean the whole house, the car and the leaves and all that. And it's, it's funny. Yeah, but it's like football training. I mean, these guys are like pushing these huge weights and things and they're like lifting up all this stuff and just no use for soccer. Just yeah. yeah. So uh, we fast forward to Coach Ditka's first game as an assistant. This is game, well, I guess game three of the season. Um, Phil's second coaching. So the team's 0-2. They go out there. They get humiliated again. And Coach Ditka's like, I want to win a soccer game. And he just runs out. They they played uh, <laughs> his up? dad, right? Or was that, that was the 13-0? That, that was the first game. Ah, okay. Um, so Mike Dick is just so distressed. It, it's a tough start. He's like, what the hell did I get myself into? This team's horrible. So they actually do some insane recruiting. 
That's who did, true. Who did they recruit? Yeah. So um, Mike Ditka apparently gets meat. This cut. is when it all changes, folks. Yep, for the better. This Mike Ditka gets his meat cut at some <laughs> butcher shop. <laughs> butcher shop, and the owner's nephews, two Italian kids, are really good at soccer. So they convince the uncle. They're saying, "Come, let let him play, let him play." And then he goes, "No, no, no." But then the kids Meet start first. begging, "Meet first. and and it begs and it works out. And basically, the rules are: meat comes first. So unless that happens, then they won't be able to play. So the tide has completely changed. They're dominating now. The Italians. I mean, they still only have two good players, the the Italians, but they're so good that they're just making fools out of everyone. And the Tigers quickly become contenders. How how was it seeing this progress throughout the film? I was shocked. So um, you could see the standings and the names play. I I was surprised they didn't do the cliche of like moving them up yeah. one. So I guess yeah. that's good, but it's also it would have been nice to see that. It's just I kinda, like the cliche. Yeah, bro. it's a good cliche. What do you, What about you, Bone? Um, I I think I mean when I first watched it, just to think of two good, really good players that could make a huge a huge difference in everything, just so fast. I mean, they're really the bottom of the barrel and just complete just crap you know then they just got two new players and it just started going up the ranks so you know it was, it was a huge uh you know, the uh, 180 so yeah i agree and it's it's great things are on the upswing but then cracks start to show and fill because as the team gets better his ego just kind of balloons oh the coffee well before the coffee it all starts with the team's getting really good he makes the bet with buck about the winner of the league. If um, Phil wins, he gets Buck's coveted Pele ball. What, wasn't that later? No, no, no. It was before. Oh, okay. It was while they are on the street. He gets Buck's Pele ball. And if Phil loses to Buck, then Phil has to go work at Buck's sporting goods store. Yeah. So, um, the should we say the rage. background of the Pele ball? Yeah, yeah. You want to say that? Yeah, sure. So um, the Pele ball is pretty much a metaphor for what a horrible dad Buck is. It is a flashback to... A uh, soccer game that Buck took Phil at when they when he was a kid, and Pele, a famous soccer player, kicked the ball into the crowd. Buck caught it, wouldn't or didn't Phil catch it? Yeah, and, Phil yeah. kind of caught yeah, he it. Yeah, Phil he caught it. Yeah, and, and then hook it and his dad was like, "Oh no, yeah, I'm gonna take it away from you." You get the like, next one. Yeah, like, said, like the, a next he one. Said, "Dad, Dad, can I see?" It? He goes, "No, you got the next one." And Pele is <laughs> kind of like the Michael Jordan of soccer, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, bro, that ball's worth so much. It just shows what a bad dad Buck is, and then you get the next one. <laughs> the um, next step is Phil getting introduced to coffee. Um. Well, basically, he he's a very noob at it. And Who introduces he, him? Mike Ditka. He's at the coffee shop, and he goes, "Can I get one where there's not all the caffeine, but maybe half of it?" And the guy goes. One half calf, and then he gets the half calf, and then he goes to grab it, and he didn't wait for the sleeve they put on because it's hot. Yeah, he's a rookie, and he spills it everywhere, and um, the guy's like, first time or something. He goes, ah, yeah, it's a rookie move, and then he goes, we'll take another half calf, <laughs> and then, and then it progresses to he's telling other people, make sure you get a sleeve. I burned my first myself <laughs> the first time, and then throughout the movie, there's just. 
they keep going back to the coffee shop and it's really entertaining. It but is I think stuff happened in between. The coffee is definitely a metaphor for how bad Phil becomes. The more coffee he drinks, the worse he gets, which I'm not like quite sure about that correlation. It seems like the filmmakers think coffee's bad for you. I don't drink coffee. No. I don't, I don't know it's, about that. It's just, it, I think it's, it's just, it's a dick. I think it's just for like, he's, he's just, I don't, yeah, I guess, I don't know why they're, they're trying to say, well, maybe too much of anything is bad for you. And that's true. Well, I don't think co- coffee's bad for Caffe- you. Baby. Yeah. Caffeine's the second most addictive thing in the world. So I guess that's what it was. So, yeah, but yeah. between Phil being just like this chill, wild mannered dad. Tobacco. Um, to like the obnoxious, like overly competitive guy he is now. It's been the team getting better in the coffee. And he's becoming like kind of similar to Buck, which is not good. No, Buck is funny, but he's not a good person. Yeah. You know? As much as we love Buck. And Phil is just, he starts abusing the kids and the parents. And he's like, let's break some clavicles out there. And <laughs> I just want to read this exact quote from Wikipedia because it <laughs> summarizes it perfectly. It's just one line. The team's mantra becomes get the ball to the Italians, which, though effective, demoralizes the team. <laughs> and that's what happens. You know, I mean, yeah, you can win a lot of games playing that way, but you have to have a good culture and none of the kids felt really wanted. Yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. I'm thinking I mean, of a, re- a relation to like pro sports, but I can't really come up with it because it's not pro sports isn't a oh everyone gets to play type of thing. And the final act before the final face off with Buck's team is um Phil benching Sam, which is like completely twisted. It's the whole reason they're there in the first place because Buck wouldn't play Sam. And it's just demoralizing to see because Sam's a good kid. He's not in it a lot, but I mess with him. He's a good guy. You could tell he was actually one of the better players on the team, too. Um, so that was really Yeah, tough. I don't know why he got benched. Go grab some bench. I, I remember, like, from watching this previously, Sam and the mom, Barbara, were in it so much more than they were on the rewatch. They're barely in re 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 rewatch What did you guys yeah. think about um, Sam getting benched? It was kind of a... For Coach Phil, uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain moment. Yeah. If you get the uh, Dark Knight reference. That's a I mean, great it's a self-explanatory a great quote. quote. He became yeah. the villain himself, like which was pretty sad, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. He was – he this whole you movie, he was the opposite, you know, of his actual character. Because now he just – all he cares about is winning. He doesn't even care about his own son. Dude, so, exactly. So it's like, yeah, before he was all goofy, but then they're losing and he just – it felt really bad, and then they're winning, and then that's yeah. He doesn't care about anyone else, so yeah. it's a good life lesson, kids. If you're listening, it's a good life lesson. Life isn't all just about uh, winning. It's about just enjoying yourself, enjoying. You know, it's like you gotta have like a balance and everything, moderation. Life lesson yeah. from the podcast, family gathering. Keep that one in mind. Everything moderation. Boom. He's he's preaching. That's a great quotes. one. And um, was that Zeta's quote? Uh, I mean, he didn't create it, but yeah, he used to say um. it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it all climaxes to the final battle. Buck's well, the gladiator. coffee scene before uh, and the that... sleepover. Oh yeah, I mean, you want? Well, no, no, us? but we'll go for yeah, those well, I mean, for I'm, the awards. Yeah, we're just doing broad strokes for the plot, and then you can go. I in. thought those were pretty big. 
I mean, what actually happens at the sleepover? Like, okay. that's oh, important. No, no, no. We'll save it for a war. Yeah, we'll save okay, it. Okay, we'll save it. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll stuff at the coffee shop, that's, like, hilarious. We'll talk about it. But for the plot, you know. Okay. We'll get basically, to. Phil is just deteriorating. And we get to the final battle, Bucks Gladiators versus Phil's Tigers. And Phil kind of gets an epiphany at halftime because Sam is in there because he wasn't playing him. And he just realizes how much he messed up. And the funny part was he was arguing. He kept, for the first half, he was his crazy self and yelling at his dad and the ref. And then the ref pulls him over and he goes, here, dad, I have a question. How much you pay this guy? And then (laughs) he goes, do you want to get tossed? He goes, no, no, I just want to have fun. I'm trying, I just want to, I'm passionate for the game. And then he gets back to the bench and one of dad's like, um, what, 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 what happened over there? He goes, the ref said, And then my dad said, and then the ref said, and then. Any questions? Yeah, any questions? <laughs> uh, but we start to see Sam comes back. He has a talk with Sam at halftime, and Sam's like, he just, he totally messed up. And Will real, uh, Phil realizes it. He understands, and he totally takes full responsibility. He takes off his ridiculous costume. Oh, made. yeah. Um, and then he actually becomes a good coach. Three good Phil Weston things Ooh. just off the bat. First of all, he attends to his goalie's glasses, being very resourceful, finding different glasses from all the parents, and he found a good one, and the goalie could see better. Two, he admitted to his team everything he did wrong and told them to just do the opposite of what he told them. And three, very underrated tactical move. He gave the Italians a breather to start the half. Yeah. get fresh legs. I love that. Well, that's some true. load management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what happens? It was a, it was a brave move. But then, you know, they came back stronger, so. He basically you know, does what, like, my basketball coach for varsity did. Um, and it's put each player in a, in a place to succeed. Where will they do the best? And he made use of everyone's abilities and skills that even weren't related to soccer. Like, he used the guy to eat, who eats the worm to distract the goalie, and that, <laughs> that's just creative. He actually was going off. He was like Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich out there. Uh, oh, a funny thing was, um, so, Beyond Sun, Big Bong. <laughs> Tell them about who that kid is. Okay, so he's, like, the smallest kid on the team. He's much younger than everyone. And he gets the ball right in front of the goal with – um uh the goalie right there and he does like his little kick and nothing happens and he pulls him over and he goes what are you doing i how many times have i told you you can shoot however many times you want in practice but never in a game which is probably the worst thing you can say as a coach yeah, we should have talked about that the confidence level just drops to zero and then he had um lesbian parents and one of them's like oh no he did not and she yells you ease up on him and he goes you ease up on that corduroy jacket whatever i didn't even know what that means but it was just funny (laughs) yeah that was horrible phil weston coaching moment that was definite i mean that and break clavicles he really became an awful coach and for youth leagues it's pretty hard to be that bad i mean at worst you just don't do anything you kind of just stand there but he was actively being horrible so yeah, yeah. that was awful to see beyond sun demoralized He's yeah like, i thought mean, i had the shot yeah. <laughs> he kicked he tried to use all his power to kick and it went like three inches and hey i mean it was an open shot let's give him credit you they take scored them. off of it though oh they did <laughs> but i mean it's like on the opposite end of the court are they really correlated 
how would you not laugh when Will Ferrell's saying that line during practice? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, honestly such a great line. It is. Yeah. Uh, how does the game end, though? We get the Italians back in. They're going off. We get some really cool headbutts in for goals. But what does it come down to? It comes down to a one-on-one with Sam and, and Bucky. his uncle, Bucky. And for some reason, the game just stops. It was like a Mexican standoff. <laughs> and he does this really cool move where he, like, brings the ball back for a second and then uses other leg to bring it forward. And then he beats him off the dribble, and he and he scores a goal, and they win. And yeah. it was the He literally pinnacle. just did not do anything the whole movie except for that one part. <laughs> I know. Sam really, yeah, didn't have much of a role other than getting benched and traded until there. And then they got the he gets the Pele ball from his dad because he won the bet, and then he kind of just gives it back. Why does he give it back? Do you think? Um, because he just wanted. He's the bigger be, man. That's true. He kind of just wanted his dad to acknowledge him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he's, even says it himself. Phil tells Buck it's not about the ball. It was just about how their relationship was strayed and the fact that you know, get the, the ball was there, kind of a barrier between the two. Um, that was the true issue. So the fact that he saw Buck was ready to give him the ball, a ball that Buck cares about way more than Phil, that's when Phil realized it wasn't about the ball. It was about their relationship. He goes, Damn, oh, bro, that's emotional, bro. I know. It's like, yeah. kind of deep. He goes here, and then he goes, what? You keep it. No, you won fair and square. It's yours, it's yours now. No, you beat me, Philly. Well, the Tigers beat you. I mean, I had a good time kicking your butt. I'm not going to lie, but it's not about winning. I thought it was. It's not about about you and me, you know. The the ball's just a metaphor about the distance between us. It's a soccer ball. No, 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 Dad. It, it's not about the ball. It was never about the ball. I don't want the ball. Then what do you want? Um, and now an important message. Oh, he wanted to be in the commercial. He did want that. That's what it was. <laughs> so Phil got to be in Buck's famed commercials all over town. But really sweet ending. There's a barbecue in the end. Mike Ditka and Phil, after their initial fight, um, they come back together. And everything wraps up pretty nicely. Shall we get to the awards? Yes, sir. Okay, Bowen, I want to hear your answer first. The first award, sixth man of the movie, the Lou Will Award. Who do you got? Oh, I'm going to say the assistant coach because... Mike Mike Ditka? Yeah, that guy. Um, So even though, I mean, uh, I feel like he he was helpful because... He kind of just started him off, at least, to kind of get him, um, kind of started at least. And even though he wasn't, didn't even have that much screen time, he kind of was able to eventually just get him to slightly started into, you know, the drills they were doing in soccer and, um, just giving him a, a good advice to, yeah, you know, start. I'm actually kind of going to challenge that. I mean, he was definitely important in everything, but I thought he was kind of the third most screen time character. Yeah, but so, I don't know. It's Lou Six, man. Okay. No. okay. Well, I, mean, I went with Sam because he literally came <laughs> off the bench and, <laughs> and finished the game. That's what Lou Will does. 
Okay, I well, love that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a bigger role for Sam. Oh, oh cool. okay. Um, it no, that's great, and it's tough. This is a movie where it's pretty much Ditka, Phil, and Buck, and I guess Barbara a bit, but then everyone else barely has any time. So, it's it's a tough distinction. I like both of your choices. I'm gonna go closer to Roy, six man, Mark Avery comes off <laughs> who <laughs> he's the kid where it's like we're gonna get killed oh yeah he <laughs> that guy's so weird he gets pushed in the pool at the end of the movie yeah so mark is just a clown but you can tell he's a kid who's wise beyond his years every time he's on screen i was cracking up and the stat when and mark comes in clutch in the final game he has this really good move that sets up a goal and when the announcer gives the stat mark oh. avery leads the league in least amount of minutes played i just cracked up so That's much hilarious. so mark avery's a great six man he literally comes off the bench he never plays but he's really <laughs> yeah that was one of the most i love it. it's just like a ayso soccer league and there would be stats i know <laughs> 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 what? Obviously, it's just they take it so seriously. Yeah, they had a whole announcer. Um, next award, Bowen. Inspiration. What was the most inspiring moment? I th- I think for you when the the coach, the assistant, co- oh, whatever his name is, Mike, like Dick Cut or whatever, he tells uh Will uh that he's uh that he's better than he thinks he is. You know, like <laughs> Will looks um. When I say Will, I mean Phil, but like Will, Phil. But um, he says like I look in the mirror and I don't see anything. And then he and then Mark Dicka says, um, no, there's like a lot more um to you than you think, and you can do a lot better if you just set your mind to it. So that's nice. Very snow quote. That was good. Mine was um when he says. Now, when he talks to Sam at halftime, he says, come, I need, I'm going to put you in the game. He goes, you're not afraid about losing. He goes, I'm afraid of losing you. Yeah. He hates deep. That was emotional, but also inspirational. Those two are pretty close. Yeah. For me, um, I had trouble with this one. It, there were some, you guys named some great ones. I didn't think of those. Definitely the Beyond song after getting um, just lambasted for his miss. It's inspiring to see him come back, become part of the mega person with Ambrose and finish the uh, header <laughs> into the goal. He gets a goal his first of the season. And it's just really great seeing that. And you knew they had to give him a goal. Yeah, it's just they, a rule. You got to give him a goal. Come on. Yeah, come um, on. Come on, Bing Bong. <laughs> should we explain Bing Bong or does someone no, have we'll, that as a we'll, winner? Sa- we'll save it. Okay. okay, until we get there. Next award, the John Williams Music Award. Not a crazy amount of music, but some good songs in this. I went with Eye of the Tiger. I I said um, Black Eyed Peas. I forget what song it was, but... Let's get uh, it started. Let's oh, yeah, get let's it get started. It started. Been here. Let's get it started. Go off. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> get it up, part. Oh, song. for sure. It's one of my favorite Classic songs. Dog. That is yeah. awesome. I actually had a last minute change. I said Eye of the Tiger, but a minute before, I'm like, yo, Get It Started is so hype. Um, <laughs> it, it has to be Get It Started by Black Eyed Peas. It's You're finally getting into the movie. They're finally winning. The Italians are going off. Just great vibes. Next award, Funniest Moment. Oh, damn. Um, the Daffy Bowen. Duck Award. Oh, yeah. Gonna... Bowen, do you want to go? Uh yeah sure um 
Okay, so I have a lot of stuff written for this. Yeah, I thought too. I thought Phil I thought Phil was the definitely the funniest character, but can I just like say funniest my funniest moment and some honorable mentions? For sure. Too? Okay, so my funniest moment, I think it's because I have slightly a more emotional attachment to this moment when I first watched the movie with Roy. Oh, but yeah. when they're in, there's a scene where um. Uh, they're camping in the back backyard, <laughs> and and Bill just tells all the kids, you know, we just have to bait in the moon. They're like what? And they're like, we gotta howl, and they start howling for literally no reason at all. This is <laughs> at, not late soccer at night. training, and all the and then a the dog hears them. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my and then they all start like tearing down the camp and all. All they start chasing them down, they're all running away, and it's just hilarious. It's so I, weird and random. And I wanted funny. one of them to attack Phil. That would have been so funny. <laughs> I mean, they kind of just scared him off, so they you know. r- rampage camp. Yeah, they trampled them. So it was, was just so great. it was funny. And then uh from there, I'm gonna say uh Okay, and then oh yeah, and then the second one I was saying <laughs> when when Phil tells um Mike uh Dicka that they're getting a fight in one of the scenes and they get in a big fight and he kinda of fires him and he says and he tells him to get him a juice box and, oh, and he doesn't yeah. get him a juice box and he says and then they get in a fight and then he tells him to go and he says, Say goodbye to juke. <laughs> I screwed that up. Say goodbye to juice box. Come on, kids. See a juice box. Goodbye, juice box. And he just calls him juice box. <laughs> Everyone wave, box. literally wave. <laughs> <laughs> that was he so just funny. calls his guy juice box. <laughs> He goes, you, you don't do anything. You just stand there and get me juice box. No, no, go get me a juice box. You, know you say what you're talking like, to. One of the best NFL coaches of all time. If these kids weren't here, I'd whip your butt. Yeah. Um, what do you got, Roy? So for funniest moment, I'll give a few honorable mentions. And But the funniest character is clearly Phil. Yeah, easily. And Isaiah, are you going to say the coffee thing? I have so many. Okay. Just say yours. I'm so, sure I'll have one. That's unique. when he was waiting in the back of the line, and he was like, "Hurry up! I have a frequent coffee club member. You guys can't keep me here. You have to know your stuff." And then that guy's that's a video rental card, and he gets kicked out. And he goes, "Fine, I didn't want this anyway," so he leaves. And then you see him try and sprint back. Like, what would that have done? Yeah, they were gonna serve him coffee. Yeah, <laughs> go grab some bench as the classic. <laughs> How did he say it too? Go grab some bench. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last um honorable mention is when he says shut up to the kids singing happy birthday. <laughs> so basically the Italians weren't there because meat comes first and he had to make a phone call and he's on the payphone and there's a bunch of kids singing happy birthday. He goes, Shut up. <laughs> and like that's so sad. They're just singing happy birthday. Have the entire team cook the Italian order so they could oh, have the yeah, Italian. and then they forfeited because there's blood all over the other team forfeited. the other team. So that that okay. was just great. Now to my winner. So during one of the games they won, he took a cone and started screaming "losers" into all the other people's faces. 
And so then he's discussing, I'm just going to read the, the dialogue. So he goes, wow, 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 wow. What a day. And then Barbara's wife goes, what is with the coffee? Every home in Europe has its own coffee press. In fact, every room. Okay, you know what, Phil? You got to stop. You've gone overboard. What are you talking about? You called a group of 10-year-old losers. I did not. You screamed it through a cone. Everyone heard you. What do you want me to call them? Winners? Because that would make me a liar, okay? And, uh, and at least give me that. I'm not a liar. You just lied. Just a when? Just a second ago about the cone thing. Okay, you got me on that one time. That's one <laughs> lie, though. We're in the finals. And then a bunch of other stuff happened. But it, I mean, it's true. What do you want them to call them? Winners? <laughs> yeah, it's just the harsh reality, man. It's just You're a winner. You, you can't butter them up. That's so. what you are, a winner or a loser. Yeah. Oh, Second my gosh. is the first loser. That is my quote. On that's your Instagram, Instagram bio. That's it is? Great. Yeah, oh. that's Isaiah's Instagram. Second oh. place is just the first loser. Although I have deleted Instagram for now because I'm barely on my phone. Um, wow, so many great funny moments taken by you guys rightfully. Um, I just want to go through a couple. By the way, that coffee one, um, when he's like, Oh my god. Come on, Derek. I thought we were friends. My name is Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that was reminds me of Mike Ditka calling him Paul. Um, the birthday party's classic. Him screaming loser at everyone. Mark Avery, least amount of minutes played. Um, I mean, after, I just gotta go with uh, what do you want me to call them? Winners? I, I mean, mean that's the best. The greatest I would like to talk oh, about what's it oh, called yeah. when you almost win? Oh yeah, you lose. That's what that was what I was gonna say, Buck. Oh, that was your pick? No, no, my pick's definitely. Oh, okay. But Buck just saying, well, what is it when you almost win, Philly? Oh, yeah, a loser. I um, used this yesterday after we watched the movie. Isaiah's like, I lost by one point to this football game we have in the pool. I'm like, oh, yeah, what is it? What is it called when you win? When you almost win? Oh, yeah, you lose. Yeah, that was that was tough. Um, Damn, that's brutal. <laughs> perfect get- gateway. Let's go to most emotional moment. Uh, Bowen, what's yours? Um, I'm gonna. I say, uh, when Will says when he looks himself in the mirror, I mentioned this, and he sees nothing, and then he never lived up to his dad because that's tough. Yeah, it's real tough, man. So, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. He's never good at sports. Never good at like anything. I mean, just just wimpy guy. And then his dad was the greatest, just at just all sports and coaching and. He never he wanted to live up to him, but he just didn't have the skills. But then eventually he did. So, yeah, that's my most emotional moment right there. Nice man, thank you. It's true. Okay. Mine would be um, the Dark Knight. You either die here or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. When he realized he wasn't playing his kid, I'm sick. not gonna talk about it anymore because I did. Yeah. Um. My most emotional moment is, it's very small, but uh, obviously the juice box moment had Mike Ditka leave the team. But you see during the championship, he has binoculars on watching. Oh, yeah. Which which was great. Showed he cared. Yeah. So what's your pick? My pick is definitely that. It's emotional seeing oh. how he's cheering on the team. He's like, good job, bing bong, after uh, Beyond Sun gets that header in and I just think it's great this Hall of Fame coach. He still showed interest in the kids. He really grew to care for them. Are you still waiting to explain Bin Bon Bone? We are still waiting. Okay, cool. If we Next waited thing. this long, then you know we'll get there. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Next award is dynamic duo. I it's have, the Italian. For some reason, if it doesn't come up, then we'll just say it. Yeah, it's the Italians. Dynamic duo. I mean, there's two of them. They're dynamic. They're a duo. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bone? Do you agree? Um, that's actually that sounds like a really good pick, but um, and it, it is probably better than this, but um, <laughs> I thought um uh phil and and uh sam even though sam didn't have much screen time he he like uh at first he was of course wimpy as he always was and he was never really um he didn't really have he wasn't assertive and you know didn't really get him to be a good soccer soccer player but then it was like that kind of it changed a lot and then phil became really mean to him and but then he was on the bench, he was uh, Sam was able to learn a really good move at one game, and then it kind of just went back and forth with him kind of starting off really nice, then mean, then nice again. So they just had a really uh, a complicated relationship, you know. So I I like that analysis. Um, I personally like don't think it means dynamic duo, but I like your reasoning and I respect it. All right. Thanks. Um, my dynamic. So first for dynamic duo, I'm like Ambrose and Beyonce. They literally become <laughs> a duo together. But then I'm like, oh my god, the Italians. It's obviously that. I mean, yeah, it's the Italians. Um, I think that's that's it. Um, should we move on to again? I have to say this every time before. It's my favorite award. Toughest look. Looks. I'll go first. So um, I went with the tetherball scene. So basically, oh. he challenges um, his dad, Phil and Buck, to tetherball. And Phil's just getting humiliated in front of his family. The ball's hitting him in his chest, in his back, in his face, in his shoulder. He has red spots all over. And then at the end, he goes, I think that's the best I've ever played against him. And it's just like, that's oh. a tough look in front of your family. How do you, how do you just let that happen? Yeah, exactly. I just want random little fact. Uh, I think it's fact. Um, <laughs> fact checked my fact. Um, <laughs> but I think I think the dad uh, is was uh, is the actor who played Boo Radley in To Kill a Mockingbird. No way, Buck. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I mean, he's in my mom Search him up. Search him up. I'll check it out. He's in. Yeah, I mean, facts. Robert Duvall is very well known after. He's right. Damn. Whoa, that's, that's impressive. And The Godfather, too. I mean, that's that was a solid good. book to kill a mockingbird. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. A really good book. We had to read so many bad books. Oh, in yeah, school, it was so but, sad, um, man. Kill a Mockingbird was one of the good ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, did you give I your mean, toughest look right? I forgot. I did. You just said it. Tetherball. Yes, you? that was one of mine. Um, Tetherball. Um, I gotta say, when Two two of them, I'll give my honorable mention. When he says break someone's clavicle to kids, like that's not a great look. As yeah, that's a tough look. Um, but the funniest one, and it's a very tough look to have your kid treated by your grandson. Yeah, that's that's really bad. By is your grand pick? Have your grand yeah, that is. It's okay. just really kid treated by your father. Yeah. I mean, it just shows how, how so would you many things. Feel? It shows that you have a bad dad. It shows that you're not a strong enough dad to stop the trade. It shows that your son wasn't good enough. It's it's bad. It's, it's, it's bad. Problem. It's tough. Let's move on to the clutch moment of the game. I think we wait. My this. my tough look doesn't say. Oh, tough you didn't look. say tough oh, look. My bad. Yeah, it's okay. Um, when he calls the other team a loser with the cone, oh, that was, yeah, that was yeah. bad. 
I mean, that was just showing us all of his, you know, anger and just, just terrible when he became a terrible person. All right, but you know, that's that's pretty self-explanatory. It's just tough. They're losing, and he's this old man was calling. I mean, not that he wasn't old, but this man calling a little kid a loser. I mean. Come on. Also, when he shoved the kid to the floor, and then oh, he, yeah, the, the was... ref goes, did you just shove him? He goes, no, he oh, fell yeah. by himself. And then as he's backing up, <laughs> he blows his whistle and points at the ref. It does nothing, it does but it was nothing. just hilarious, man. <laughs> this movie's so funny. And then, and then keep on. Okay, next award. Should we go to? Oh, my God. Yeah, the clutch Michael... moment of the game, Michael Jordan. I would be shocked if we have different answers. I probably do. I had the Italians. I know. I know he had like the closing moments. No, 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 Sam, like, like he hit the game winner. Still. He had the game winner, but they wouldn't be there without the Italians. That's facts. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. I respect that. Like, honestly, that's I, probably the real answer. To I I also <laughs> stated. I also stated Italians. So. Oh yeah, wow! Well, I was totally wrong in all of us. I mean, I have to go. You with never Sam. know. You never. Sam uh, scoring on Bucky. You never know. You do never know, but um, Sam scoring on Bucky is so clutch because it was tied. The game was almost over, and, I mean, it's just one-on-one. He hit the bucket on him, took him one-on-one and won. So, I mean, that's so clutch. You really don't get it's much. It's so money. funny how we know nothing about soccer. I definitely know that you don't say bucket when it's a goal. Oh, yeah, that's just <laughs> that's just being a basketball fan. I yeah, no, it's funny, but I don't know what to call it besides a goal. Like, there's A not... score. A score. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. So yeah, that was the cl- the clutch MVP, moment. But you're MVP, right. And I mean, MVP. the Italians. Yeah. Yeah, we got MVP and favorite scene. Uh, who's your MVP? Um, of the movie, it's Phil. I had honorable mention the Italians because they were for the team, but the movie it was Phil. He was just the funniest. He was the main character. He carried it. Had the funniest yeah. moments. Like yeah. almost every line was a hit. It was. It's true. Phil went off. <laughs> Bowen? Uh, I'm going to say Sam because he mm-hmm. uh, scored the last point, you know. And he, it was just, as I said, he literally did nothing. He was just sat there like a rock, just did nothing the whole movie. And just he just felt bad for him, and then he scored and won the game. So, you know, so that I, I really definitely think he's the MVP. So, yeah, dude. Without that score, I mean, who knows? I mean, the Italians probably could have scored, but I mean, <laughs> you know, it was it was in the moment MVP. So. If um if the Italians were one person, I'd give them MVP. And Phil is totally the MVP of the movie in general because he carries it, and Will Ferrell's hilarious. I got to give MVP to Sam though too because he's barely in the movie too, but he's such a good kid. He's more mature than Phil. Yeah, like, let's be honest. It's here. not hard, but it's still impressive. it's not hard. But it, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. And he does, you know, he's the MVP at the end. He wins the game. So, I mean, Sam's, he's not a sexy pick, you know, but like <laughs> he's solid. He's the MVP. Every, oh, all his teammates love him. Oh, so, yeah. MV, team MVP, right? Yeah, for sure. What about favorite scene? I'm going to go with the camping scene when he goes, um, let's bay at the moon and they get attacked by dogs. Because even before that, we mentioned that, but he was saying, if the pizza doesn't arrive, we I've I've decided that we'll eat we will eat beyond some. Beyond some. Like whoa, you whoa, know what? Whoa. I goes, don't think we're gonna. We'll just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to explain being. Bald. We will. 
And so he goes, um, I'm, ju- I'm just kidding, but do we all agree he does look the tastiest? And then he backs up. And then just the whole bane at the moon. Someone's like, shut up out there. And he goes, you shut, shut up, up in there. there. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, I kind of mentioned all my funniest things. Like when he, little things, when he blows the whistle at the ref and points and backs up. That, just the bay at the moon, though. The he's camp goofy, man. Yeah, he's goofy. Yeah. Um, goo. Goo. <laughs> I think my favorite scene goo. is when dude like there's just so many mm-hmm. i'm gonna say when he calls uh um mike dick uh, the deuce box because here oh. is the one of the biggest biggest um coach nfl coaches of all time and he should be i mean he should even be here in the first place but he is and he and he calls him a juice box <laughs> and it's just it was just so random. It's just hilarious because he just he just disrespects him that much and does not give a damn. No regard for you know for life. human life. He yeah, was so, feeling it too. Phil yeah, was he, wild. he just he just was treating him like a slave, and then he calls him juice box. And man, Do you want how, ex- how bad is that? That's and, disrespect. And also, just Super Bowl. Just, just another yeah. hilarious scene. I know we're not doing like funny. I mean, it's just obviously it's a funny movie. I just have to throw out that one scene when he's like, "Good job winning your first game. Here's some finches." Like what? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we didn't cover we... that, and there was no way I'm gonna forget about that scene because it's an amazing scene. As a parent, like another parent getting your kid a pet. Just don't never get another kid a pet that's not your own kid or you've discussed with the parents. That, yeah, and then no one wants that. No one. And then everyone was like, "Huh?" That my mom laughed so hard in that. Oh scene. yeah, what what was her favorite scenes or her best reaction? I don't know. I think it was she really liked that Finch's scene because it's just so random, and everyone was like, "Huh?" And then one of the kids said, "Oh, why isn't mine flying?" And it's obviously dead. No. <laughs> And then she loved that scene. She just loved just just most of the movies. She just thought it was really funny. But I also love the goalie. He didn't get much screen time. He but, was um, good. He was a solid goalie. He was a dependable. Solid. Um, I got to talk about my favorite scene though, the game, because oh, the yeah. final game. It's it's a giant it has scene. everything. It's it's the climax of the movie. You got Buck versus Phil. Bucky versus Sam. You got. Phil's transformation from horrible coach to getting better again at the end. So many storylines coming together. And it was just great. You saw the kids working together. All of these kids who at the beginning looked so hopeless. Everyone's chipping in. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Beezers, explain beautiful. Oh, okay. So we didn't really cover this because it was such a small scene. But... They won. Uh, no, it was this was before they won their game, or was it? The this first was game? at that meeting. Um, yeah, well, they're at a, like a dinner or whatever. And, yeah, and um, you know, uh, Beyond Sons, uh, the, the youngest kids, uh, parents come and and they want uh and uh, to the dinner and the um and um I always call him assistant coach Mike Dicka. I could never remember his name. Since he's famous, his parents, uh, Beyonce's parents, want a, a signature, and um, for Beyonce, 
and they're like, oh, do you know how to spell it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I got it, I got it. And it's like, bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go, um, B-Y goes, I know how to spell it. And then he writes it, and then they're walking off, and they're like, bing bong. <laughs> That, that's so that was, ever since then, he called me on son Bing Bong. And it's just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I, I want to say something about the movie in general. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. But this is a movie, like, I'd be down to watch it right now. I don't really get sick of it. I just think it's that funny and entertaining. And there's so many jokes that at least a few of them will hit every time. <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel that strongly. But I do feel that is a really great movie. So, can we get some impersonations for each scene? I I just want to hear some impersonations. Your voice is cracked. Um, choose your. I can I go first? Yeah, sure. All right, here's a random scene where um, Phil or Paul visits Mike Ditka, and his wife just hates smoking. Oh, and he's like, Mike, I smell smoke. Here, Paul, hold this for a sec. We do not allow smoking in the house. I'm sorry, Mrs. West. <laughs> and then Mrs. she leaves. Ditka. Ditka, sorry. And then she leaves. And Mike's like, I'll throw this right away, honey. You know, it was just, yeah. that was just a cute little I, scene. I kind of did mine with the, that was cute. you shut up in there, but I'll try and think of another one while Bowen goes. Um, I, had, I felt like I had a better impersonation that I thought of, but choked by the end. So I don't know, man can't think of one. Oh, then let's not force it then um I mean, any just... final thoughts on the movie guys because i mean i've given all mine oh. i mean I, I said it's just one i could watch over and over it the joke it's 9 11 but the jokes just i love just... how you throw that in there every podcast i give them an ear every time i do too. yeah seven there's just something yeah. about the comedic scenes and they hit every time i watch they just yeah. do they don't fall off yeah. Longevity. Longevity, you love to see. And the 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro, come on. It's not supposed to be some record-breaking movie. It's Master supposed to be a funny movie about soccer. And it's, it should be like a 90. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I mean the film when, critic when industry you, is just when broken. When you take a first glance at the movie. Let's talk about that. You, wait, what did you say? I missed her what you said Let's rant about the film critic industry we have before, but I think it's time for a larger talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean... Say your thought, Bowen. Uh, what I was going to say was, uh, um, first glance, when you watch this movie, you, I mean, it looks like it deserved the, the critic. I mean, I, I don't care about it, but it just, I mean, you can tell it's not some masterpiece movie in that way. It's a masterpiece of a comedy in, in other ways. Just one of those great movies but then when we did this podcast damn i mean we touched on some stuff that the emotional stuff and funny moments and all this and all these scenes that actually i feel like made it a lot better than it actually kind of sounds or or when you just watch it you know we get deep within this stuff so it just kind of propped it up a little bit i'm looking at Movies with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. What are these? Battleship Potemkin? What the hell? Like, no one wants to watch that. Of Dr. Caliger, bro. I would 100 times out of 100 rather watch 
Kicking and screaming. Citizen Kane's pretty. Yeah, I skipped that. Then deliver us from evil. Like, come on, man. What is this? So it's a really lame title, too. Mm -hmm. But they just tried so hard. Just even with the titles, they're like, the man from the dark corner. Yeah. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good. We've, uh, I definitely touched on this a couple episodes ago, but I need to really hammer this home. Critiquing a movie, no matter what its reviews are, take any movie. If you personally like that movie, then, and it's your favorite movie, then it's a great movie. It's yeah. completely, it's a biased subjective. and subjective exercise. If you like the movie, then it's a great movie. If a little baby ha- gets so much joy out of watching, uh, What's the kid where the kids were smart? Remember that movie? Why? The, the baby movies. Arthur? No, it was like <laughs> I was going to say that too. Something. Okay. What? It was a <laughs> wild Dude, movie. oh yeah, those kids that were smart, that movie. I what? forget about it. That was a crazy movie. Um, if anyone can remember it, Spy, like some kind spy? of, it wasn't Spy Kids. Oh, spy, something next door? No, it's like when these babies were, became really smart and owned the grown-ups. But no matter how stupid a movie looks, Wait. some people, if a certain group of people enjoy that movie, let them enjoy it. Let that be a well yeah, renowned movie. So Obviously, you have it. to rate the movies. But, like, yes. even as an adult, I don't, like, your mom loved it. I don't know how you'd be, oh, this movie's a 40, a 4 out of 10, bro. That's like, man, you get a 4 out of 10 on an assignment. You're thinking, what the hell? I need to talk to the teacher. <laughs> this, this, if I got this movie as my assignment, be like, oh, hell yeah, that's great. <laughs> people make movies for different types of people. And if you like a movie, why does it matter that well, a couple yeah, people well, with the, it's... review credentials didn't? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's the audience which loves the movie, and then there's the critics who say, "Oh, it's it's bad" or whatever. Oh yeah, there's a tomato meter and then an audience. Score. And here's the thing: for a movie like Kicking and Screaming, all of the reviews are done by adults who the movie's not really made for. Kids aren't putting in reviews when they're seven years old. Yeah. So kids are liking the movie. Adults are the ones reviewing it. That makes no sense. Yeah, and, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense because that kid yeah. isn't going to write a review. When's the, the last York time a com or uh, probably never a comedy movie won Best Picture at the Oscars? Probably never. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, don't I don't know. know. It's uh, it's maybe. a tough battle, but you know, it, we're who, not, movies that we like and have been received poorly. We're here for you. We will here. we'll fight for your rights. We'll fight for you. <laughs> we'll fight that, that's my last rant of the night. I'm uh I'm pretty. It's pretty just done. ridiculous, like. No one wants to watch these movies that are from. Oh, you never seen The Man in the Dark Corner? Yeah. Never seen that? Never seen it, man. It's probably exactly. four Oscars. <laughs> yeah, good good for them, man. I mean, they don't make any money, so. <laughs> Those types of movies, no one wants to watch them. For the most part. I mean, some of them are genius, but, like, some of them are just, like, who cares, you know? I think we should call it. Thank you guys for listening. Mm. Hope you enjoy. Drop a review. Share it with your friends. Um, five stars. And yeah, have a good day. Thanks. Peace. All right. Peace, you guys.